Welcome to the 12th episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark, and with me as always, the subway car to my platform, Brandon Gross. (laughs) That's my favorite one yet. How are you doing? I know you're pumped full of adrenaline. I am as well, but for different reasons. But I want to hear your adrenaline story first. Yes. So uh, let me just set the stage. I I think we we jumped on Zoom like 30 seconds. Oh, my God. We already got a cat interrupting, Brandon. This is truly an episode that's going to be a little off the rails today. I think we've just prefaced all of our episodes as though they're all going to be off the rails. And so far, they've lived up to that expectation. So I think we're good. Come Uh, here, kitty. Come here, Getty. All right. Uh, <laughs> Brandon, that was killer. You're, you're <laughs> you said it's going to be off the rails. I'm like, oh, come here, like, Kitty. Come here, Kitty, Kitty. Um, so I literally ran in the door, uh, and I, I do quite literally mean literally, hmm, um, probably 45 seconds ago to a minute. I played my first recreational softball, co-ed recreational softball game in maybe – what? When was the last time we played ours? Well, Probably see, eight. this hurts my soul because you and I yeah. were on a team together. The Daddy Yankees, you were our fantastic pitcher. I was the manager of the team. I don't, when did you leave? When did you leave L.A.? So I left April 2019. Yeah, so we probably – because I think it's, I think the winter season ends in April, so I think that must have been the last time that you played. It was probably March or yeah. April. Probably one of those last weeks, and I would have definitely forced myself into one of those games. It's <laughs> like a last two raw. I, I think had, you I actually missed the playoff game, and we had to find a new pitcher, and we got killed. Oh, so. that does sound vaguely familiar. Also, not to, you're you're gassing me up a little bit. Let's be completely clear. My my pitching ability had nothing to do with actual pitching ability, and more like. Does it go six feet in the air and will it land on home home plate? That's about as far as uh, the requirements were. <laughs> is this league the same? Is it also not? No. So there was no umpire. Um, there was no umpire and there was uh, no real. I, I think you just kind of lobbed it over. There was no like had to be six feet. Didn't have to land on the plate. So uh, I I get there and I don't know any of these people. This is my this is my new job. My new workspace workspace. My new. Yeah. My new job. These people are all lawyers. They're all public defenders. Uh, in Manhattan, and we're playing against another public defender's office um, that covers, I'm pretty sure, all five boroughs. So it's a bunch of lawyers, it's a bunch of public defenders going against each other. I'm pretty sure I'm the only paralegal. Um, and I get there, and it's me and Chris Roland, our good friend Chris, and he's uh, he's one of my coworkers. He also uh, was was able to get me in for the job too, or at least interview for it, which was really gracious of him. Um, I'm really gr- whatever. I told you, listen, Brandon. I already told you this is off the rails. I'm not going to get my English right either. Okay, that counts. You're all, your brain's all frazzled because you got knocked over. You're like a football player. You're pushing <laughs> yeah. catchers over. You're getting crazy. I'm like in that Will Smith movie, baby. I'm Concussion? one of those football players. Concu- or iRobot. Was, was iRobot. Yeah, I think it was iRobot. My favorite football movie of all time, iRobot. Um, <laughs> so I get there, and they none of these people know me. Um, and they're like, hey, we need someone to play the infield. And Brandon, I mean, I never played infield. When we played, I played outfield or I played pitcher. Yeah. Uh, they throw me at shortstop, and they tell me I'm batting leadoff. Shortstop? <laughs> I'm batting leadoff. Um, and Brandon, I played my best game of softball I've ever had in my entire life. I am nowhere near an athlete. Nowhere near an athlete. But leadoff hitter, they get four balls in a row, and then they switch pitchers and bring in this guy. He hangs one right over the middle. It bounces off the center field fence. And then I, which is a ground rule double, I guess, in the game. Um, and then I made a Tatis catch at shortstop, dude. I jumped and like ripped it out of the air the first time in my entire life I've done that in what? front of all my new coworkers. It was okay. Well, hold up, a couple questions here. First okay, question right. is, how have they not met you yet? This is your second day. So a lot of people are still working from home, and I was working oh. almost exclusively with uh, the paralegal office or people that were associated with the departments that I would be working. Okay, with so you have a, it's a big office. I don't know. Anything big about. office. I okay. think there's 130 employees. I could oh, be wow. wrong on okay. that, but I think gotcha. there's 130. Yeah, they have two floors in a in a Wall Street building, so it's a. I think they cover 23 percent of all public cases in uh, in the in the city. So. Um, yes. So I hadn't met any of these people. I met, well, I kind of met one of them. One of them is in my general vicinity and I think we had like been around each other, but I don't know if we had been formally introduced yet. Do you think this was a mode of hazing that they put you at shortstop or do you think, did Chris talk you up as a good player? I don't think it was the latter. I don't think Chris talked me up at all. I think they were just like, Oh, the new guy, let's see what he's got. I'm also Brandon. I'm put myself in a predicament because you played softball with me for a long time. Yeah. And you know that while I am chock full of enthusiasm, I, I lack a little bit when it comes to general skill of the game. Love baseball, love playing softball. And while I was 
in the context of our softball team, one of the better players. I was by no means one of the better people we played against. Or like, see, it's like, funny. I guess our team was so bad because I I'm not blowing smoke, but I genuinely thought you were good. Thank you. That's I nice think of your you to only say. downfall is that you were converse and you didn't have cleats, so you kept <laughs> the slipping. same thing happened today. I slipped in the outfield going for a rally. <laughs> and a he relay, never sorry. learns. <laughs> I never learned. So then I'm running back. I Brandon's texting me. He's got he's got a uh, he's got something to do here. Like we're I've got guitar my... lessons. You can say it. I'm not ashamed. Okay, all right. You got guitar lessons. I didn't tell anybody except for one person at the baseball game that I had to rush because they're all going for drinks afterwards. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't go. I got an obligation. I whispered to one guy, I, st- I have a baseball podcast, <laughs> and that was about it. So. No, I said, keep it a secret, please. <laughs> You're like, my friend cool. has guitar lessons. He's my like, what? friend has guitar <laughs> lessons. They already know, too, that I met Chris in college improv. So, like, I'm already off to a bad start with these people. <laughs> but <laughs> you, know, I'm a huge you changed their mind with your, your defensive and offensive prowess on the softball diamond. That's what I'm thinking, but I've also, again, like I, I, I was, uh, I got, I, I went on a tangent, of course, but I put myself in a predicament now where they're like, we got to add you to the group chat. You got to play it. Now I have to play up to this skill every time we play, and I am not confident in my ability to do that. <laughs> so, okay, so what I don't understand is how there's no umpire, and we don't have to harp, but we don't have to talk about this the entire podcast, but what I'm going to say is, how is there not an umpire? Is it just, it's like Sandlot? Like, kid people are just it showing was, up? Yeah, like and like, for the most part, there was no, there, like, for the couple close calls, they just, like, deferred to the defensive team for the most part. Um, so, and, yeah, there's, like, there was a bit of a, a moment of contention when one woman fouled off two pitches, and, like, when we played softball, that that rule meant that oh, you were... That was a strikeout. And she was like, oh, so now we're playing foul offs and like looked at me like I was like, I've worked here for two days. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Uh, and I just put my hands in the They're air. They're like, you're star player over there, Tatis. <laughs> um, yeah. And Brandon, I mean, like when, when you and I played, we had our friend Sean, who is like an actually talented shortstop, like played high school. Incredible. Ball. Had a knee brace, but he was still diving. And <laughs> yeah. Laying out, like making was defensive like plays. Six years older than us. But still, was, yeah. Yeah. I still had it. Um, yeah. And anyway, so then I'm like, I got a bolt and it's what we were recording at nine, ideally nine o'clock Eastern time. And I left at eight thirty eight and I was in Chinatown. Uh, so, yeah, for those who don't know, it's like South Manhattan. And I live in like the middle of Brooklyn, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like at best a 40 minute trip home. And so I get there. I'm running. I'm in a part of town I'm never in. Um, I don't know where I am. And I run right past the subway stop I'm supposed to go to. I turn around. I'm, like, texting Brandon, like, I'm so sorry. I'll be there in a second. I'll be there in a second. And I go down the stairs in, like, classic New York City movie. The subway that I needed to get on is, like, leaving the station as I'm running Did up to it. Did you have bats and balls on. in your hand? No bats, no balls. I did have a backpack with my Miami Marlins hoodie in it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story ends with me running in the door and just immediately starting to record the podcast. We've wasted no time today, Brandon. Look at you. I love this story. It's also very cinema-esque for you to be <laughs> running through Chinatown. You know, like you, you would see it in a movie. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking like Blade Runner for some reason, but like just like a, a, a guy holding a bunch I am of from the ducks future. that are hanging from a, a, a rod. You know, he's about to cook. Um, there's a woman selling bags. You're just running through Chinatown, pushing yeah, them over. Running through, yeah, you know, doing all the classic stuff. And the field we played on gave big Hey Arnold vibes. Like the subway, there's a subway that train that ran like almost directly over the field. Ugh. And there's like a dog park and a skate park behind. I took a picture so we could post on our podcast Twitter account. So take a look out for that. Keep a look out for that. Yes. Um, it will be up. We, we, we make content here, Brandon. We make content. I'm excited. I realize I now know what our podcast is going to entail and probably not in the wintertime for you, but... In the off season, because I'm going to start. I think we're playing again in August. Nice. nice so nice. I think we're going to be t- we're going to be doing the weekly softball review of, of our games. I love that. That's what people love. They want to hear about our fantasy baseball team and they want to hear about <laughs> our our co-ed softball leagues. It was just very timely. We had to do it anyway. Just just because I literally ran through the door, I'm like pouring and pouring sweat, just like knocking. Also, oh, I didn't even add. So I, my girlfriend moved into our apartment and we weren't able to get a buzzer for the door downstairs and so what i normally do is just dial my number and buzz myself in but it wasn't working like the door i would hit i would hit nine on my phone and so i'm like rattling it trying to get in and thank god some guy behind me was like hey you need help and he let me into our building it's Um, like it's like a horror movie with the keys (laughs) i was like it's approaching the podcast times right behind (laughs) me microphone following you on the street (laughs) but how have you been brandon i we I, i genuinely am curious it's been a it's been a second since we've caught up 
Um, I'm good, man. I'm just I'm re-entering society. I mean, I was always in society, but you know, like there's a lot of festivities this weekend. Too many people, you know. I'm getting anxious <laughs> over that. Um, but yeah, back at work this week. Um, How's that been? Good. And I was, uh, you know, I was uh, riled. I, I, Every time I sit at the desk for too long, I get riled up. And uh, two things pissed me off today. First thing that pissed me off was Eric Clapton. Did oh you, no! Did you see the, the son of a bitch? Okay, so Eric Clapton, slow hand for, for the, <laughs> those of you who know him by the nickname. Um, Eric Clapton uh, did some interview, probably for the BBC or something, where he was like, he was like, my thing is with with the you know with the vaccine is how. It's a, how is it going to hurt my children, you know? Because for me, like, I was so sick for a few days. And it's like, my guy, you were on heroin for like a decade, okay? Yeah, your, your blood is black, my friend. It's black, <laughs> my friend. But, yeah, so he pissed me off today. And, yeah, just like these old rockers, like, dude, you were like, you were like the cool hippie guy back in the day. And they, yeah. when they become crotchety... Like him, Van it Morrison, sucks. they're just like, it pisses me off, man. And it's like, it shut sucks. your mouth. You know what I mean? It's, they all became uh, Reaganites, I think, Brandon. I think they all like became sick too, like, too rich, too or fast. Thatcherites like, for the Wow, uh, Thatcherites. UK are good. folks. Um, and now they're like rich. And then when you're rich, it seems like your politics slowly uh, starts like pushing right. I so. guess. I mean, there's some cool ones still out there, like, uh, you know, Paul McCartney and Roger Waters still. Anyway, I'm not going to go into the classic rock. <laughs> we do have the politics of classic rock views. stars. But the second thing that pissed me off today is actually baseball related. So we can okay, get let's into hear it. So I have a, a baseball conspiracy theory, actually. Mm-hmm. I'll try to make this quick. So do you remember a couple weeks ago when Pete Alonso accused Major League Baseball of doctoring the balls based off happened. of who the upcoming free agent class is? I think this happened right after we finished recording, right? Or oh, like, was it? It was like within that day I was texting you or you were texting me and we were like, we talk about this. So perfect. This is perfect, Brandon. Look at you. Yeah. So anyway, so, you know, Pete mentioned that the upcoming free agent class has a lot of shortstops, a lot of offensive play- first players, um, you know, the, the Javi Baez, the Corey Seegers, the Trevor Stories of the world. And he says that, you know, the reason the ball they made smaller this year is so pitchers – can have an advantage and offensive numbers are down, which they are. Yes. So my theory is... Let's hear Because recently, I'm going to connect two things. Because recently, obviously, the whole thing is with the spider tack and the sticky stuff and the sticky icky with the, the sticky pitchers. Icky. The sticky icky. We're a weed podcast now, Brandon. We're like a weed we podcast, <laughs> first and foremost. Um, so today, the, Major League Baseball came up with their new protocols. I don't know if you got a chance to look at that. but I have not, no. So basically, they... Will not allow even rosin and sunscreen combination. Oh, I did see this. Yes, yes, which yes, apparently yes, is yes. extremely common, which I yes. didn't even know about. Glasnow is complaining about this. Yeah, Glasnow. Yeah, so um, yeah, so the uh, rosin bags need to be checked, and baseballs need to be checked by the umpires at the beginning of the game. Anyway, my theory for this is that MLB's backtracking; they're going oh. backwards, and they're saying, "Oh no, offenses numbers are down because of the sticky stuff, not because we mess with the yeah, ball." Yeah, that's definitely that's what my doing. conspiracy theory, and I know. People are going to say, oh, well, you know, they uh, they were investigating this for, for a little bit longer than this. But I think they saw the window. Pete Alonso came out and said it. Other players were like, yeah, he's right. I think that they're backtracking. They're saying, no, it's the players using the sticky stuff. And that, that makes sense. And also, did you know that, that Major League Baseball bought the Rawlings baseball manufacturing plants? Yes, like, that was a previously? couple years ago, right? Yeah. So they own and there's no... There's, they're being held to no standards except for whatever they do on their own. There's no sort of like independent investigations going on into these baseballs. Like, they could be doing whatever they want to, and like whether or not they're actually um, like doctoring balls based on like that's high level conspiracy, which I'm all for. Listen, I I think that as much as we love the product, Major League Baseball as an institution hasn't necessarily been like uh, something that we're very proud of. Um, but I think it's a big. That's a that would be huge. Like also throwing that out. Like uh, to the general public is pretty big for Pete Alonso, um, who mm-hmm. I think. Uh, speaking of people who didn't get vaccinated, did Pete Alonso get vaccinated? Did I he, think did... he did. He mentioned okay. that he did. Okay. So the Mets, was... the Mets are playing the anti-vax Cubs now, which I was no, going to talk about. The hot team, two of the Cubs. The Cubbies have been looking good, hot and full of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because um, when I was at Brandon, I think we're going to get into this. I, we're talking. To, let's. I mean, let's just. Okay, let me just tease what's happening coming up, Brandon. We gotta. We gotta actually run a little bit of a podcast here. Uh, are the Marlins turning it around? Took the series against the Braves. We'll get into that. The Phillies crushed the Yankees in a two-game series. You love to see that. We got as usual our Degrom of the week. As usual our six-second stories. As usual our feast or famine. But Brandon, I think you heard. But I witnessed two of the three Mets versus Padres games this week. I did hear that. I'm extremely je- jealous of the first game that you mm-hmm. saw at City Field. I was uh, smit- smitten. No, I wasn't smitten. I was, was going to say I was smitten with me. envy, but I don't think that makes sense. Is that a phrase? Uh, I don't know. I'm just imagining you like a little girl with a crush being like, ooh, he saw a baseball game. I'm smitten with envy. <laughs> Smitten with Envy sounds like one of the one of the songs written by any of the the bands that we we came up with last Portugal week. Portugal the man, Smitten Portugal with the envy. man, Cage the elephant, <laughs> <laughs> the man man band band, um, the band. It's Bob Dylan and the band. The oh yeah, that's the first, the original. Yeah. Um, Bob Dylan, Bob cool D- politics, I think. Yeah, um, Bob Dylan and the band walked so Megan the Stallion could run. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's. Like painted on the side of a coffee shop, not far from your apartment or my <laughs> yeah, apartment, for that matter. Unironically, it's it's yeah. In any of the cities that we live in, it's uh, either of the cities, I guess. But anyways, continue. You were telling you were. I think you were talking about how jealous you were. Yeah, of I was very jealous of it. So I, you know, I don't want to harp on the Mets too much because I know we always talk Mets. But my few questions for you is: A, did you have fun? But B, uh, what was the fans' reaction to Francisco Lindor? And C, did you try the Pete Alonso polar bear burger? I did not, but I did walk past the, past the concessions to answer your first question. Um, number uh, first question, I think you asked. Wait, that's your third. Was question. it fun? Was my was, first. Was one. it fun? It was very fun, dude. I have it. In, Mets fans are insane. There's like there's like four types of Mets fans. I was talking to my uh, I was talking to my friend Nate and Chris and Zach and Danny. We all went to the third game together, and then my girlfriend. Collectively, and I they're the, your friend. They're collectively, <laughs> yeah, they're one friend combined. They're yeah. each one fourth a friend. Um, and then I went with Miranda, my girlfriend, on Friday. Uh, it was my birthday Thursday. Oh God! This is getting already like a complicated time. I know. Happy, happy belated. I, well, I wish you happy birthday earlier. Big Don't two nine. Yeah, you texted me and sent me a lovely gift. I should post that on our podcast Twitter too. Oh. Uh, Brandon got me a 1997 Marlins uh, little baseball pin. I was thinking about putting it on my guitar strap. Is that oh, lame? That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I okay. didn't think about that. Yeah. I like All right, kind of cool. cool. Um, but when I was uh, the first game we went to was Friday night, and it was uh, at night. It was Degrom's game. And there was like an increase in capacity in the stadium mm-hmm. for the first time in a while. So this place was like banging they were screaming mvp for Degrom just during the lineup card announcements like they were going crazy i go to the bathroom before the game starts miranda and i had gone out to dinner beforehand and then we're uh, so i had to pee because you know food makes you pee um <laughs> <laughs> and i was in the bathroom um and there's there's a bunch of custom mets jerseys so there would be like championship or champions and it'll be like the number of the jersey would be the year i go in and this is not a lie it's gonna sound like i'm lying there's a gentleman who looks just like Total Wall Street bro, uh, definitely not from Queens. Just like looked like he was straight out of American Psycho, um, with a Mets custom jersey on the back that says number sixty nine Coke Boys, and then walks into a bathroom stall, never to be seen again. <laughs> just truly the most a Wall Street boy brand. It was just never has it been the strongest. He like literally had Coke Boys. Uh, Coke, for those who don't know, I don't think he was talking about the soda, okay? Unless he was talking about the soda from the turn of the century, which had a cocaine in it. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, and then he walks into a bathroom stall, and I was like, man, you gotta love Mets fans. <laughs> That's fun. You was- I, I would say that that stereotype is more Yankees-centric. I, I, you know, I feel like the Mets are normally the blue-collar appeal, Yes, I would say. yes. But I but but this instance in particular it was really cracking me up. Anyways, the fourth so there was like big douchebag, big personality bros. Like Miranda got legitimately upset at these dudes who were screaming. They were shit talking Blake Snell who was starting for the Padres, like just going off on him. Like you, like you suck. A, a little profanity. I guess we've decided we can curse on this podcast. I think we approached it with like the idea that we weren't going to curse and then quickly like devolved into yeah. All the time. I like. I think last week you only bleeped one fuck that I said, but you bleeped <laughs> you bleeped all of yours or something. I'm, or no. I'm getting lazy on the edits, Brandon. Yeah. All right, I'm getting a little lazy on the edits. Um, <laughs> 
he they were just like you fucking suck you can't pitch past six fucking any like screaming and Miranda mm. and I hadn't gone to our seats yet we had found there's like a uh, section 100 you can like stand behind the handicap seats and they'll like it's it's like being in the 100s and paying 440 dollars for like 400 dollars seats um, so they were screaming then there was a lot of dads with their sons like high quality baseball stuff mm-hmm. that's what you love to see a lot of couples a lot of families um, and then yeah you could see the people who had been Mets fans for like three years because they had just moved to New York and you could see the people who like like uh, were born with blue and orange like coursing through their veins so mm-hmm. that was all fun uh, okay, so my second question for you is, what was the fans' reaction to Lindor? So mixed, mixed bag because he, he he did have like some minor success. Like I think he hit a double in the first game, um, but he also like did get booed once. Like for sure, noticeably got booed once, struck out and got booed. There was uh, I don't know if you remember the the biggest boo though that I saw was when Dom Smith grounded into a double play with the bases loaded. Yes, I think we were texting that. each other about that, it. Yeah. Um, and he just got just like a rain of booze. Poor Dom Smith. And I li- like I think I've talked about this on the pod. I do like Dom Smith. Um, but see, like, and he was playing catch or not playing catch, but throwing balls to fans. And he was in left field and like seemed like a good dude, but just absolutely merciless from the from the New York Mets fans. Yeah, he's having a rough year this year. I was actually going to pick him for my famine yesterday, but then he hit a homer, mm. and I think he had two big hits. So I was like, you know what, I'll spare Dom. Hey, you earned you earned getting off the list, but yeah, dude, it was phenomenal. Then I saw the Tatis Grand Slam, which I know for Mets fans is bad, but for me, it was like, oh, I got to see Degrom pitch one hit over six innings. Then I got also got to see Tatis hit a Grand Slam. Yeah, I so mean, like, you, I'm so jealous because the series alone, like you saw two of the greatest players in baseball right now. I know. I and that, I, honestly, that's why I got very lucky. My birthday happened to coincide with it, and I was able to like finesse Miranda into buying mm-hmm. us tickets as my birthday present to go to. Uh, <laughs> To go to a Mets uh, great game, Mets great game, game and so. and by two of the best baseball players I met, Jake Cronenworth and Brandon Jurion. You know, absolutely Cronenworth who went yard in the, I in the know. Friday game I actually game do like too. Cronzy. I call yeah. him Cronzy. He's a toolsy player, baby. He plays all positions. You'll love to see that. Mm-hmm. Who else was fun to watch? Um, I don't. Oh, Chris Paddock was kind of cool. He kind of like I know again it was against you guys, so not ideal. But he he had some uh, he had a good outing. I think. On, I on I Sunday. like Paddock's after game attire when he wears the biggest cowboy hat ever. Invented. Oh my god! Yeah, dude, the, some some of the like the real like Southern boys that are pitchers that come in with like bolo ties and shit really cracked me up. Oh yeah, 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 me too. But uh, I, what did you say? I I think the best food that was served though, yes. Brandon, which is also an important fact. My friend Zach got snubbed by the chicken fingers. Zach, I'm sorry. I know your little tendies. The breading was falling off. You said that you got small ones. You paid you like fifteen dollars. Can't get chicken tendies at City Field. City Field's a good food ballpark. They had a phenomenal pastrami sandwich, dude. Like. Uh, oh, you're a pastrami. Uh, you're a big time. Pastrami I'm a huge pastrami, pastrami guy, and like Nate and Danny went to get pastrami sandwiches. I said, no, not a chance. I can't, you can't trust ballpark pastrami. I got a hot sausage, which was really good. Don't get me wrong, but their pastrami was thick cut. There was so much of it that felt like there was like a half or a quarter of a pound that had just fallen off the sandwich that they were just eating with their little thing. Is it afterwards. from like a restaurant? It's from so it was top section four hundreds um, in like back left field area. I don't know. Remember gotcha. what the section was. And damn it, I just remembered something. I wanted to take a picture of this for you, but uh, there's uh, they have vegan food at City Field, but it is, and this is no joke, like tucked so far away from all of the other. Like you walk past it, you have to like get binoculars to see where it is over at right field. Like it's hysterically shoved away. <laughs> That's really because they're up. afraid that one of the Coke boys can come and go vegan food <laughs> here at City Field. I'm gonna like this place on fire. <laughs> yeah, dude. It hey, was, look, the, the right field pavilion's on fire. It was it was really funny. There was a, a Nate tried to buy a beer on Sunday, and he went up to this old man who had to be like seventy five, and he's like, "Hey, can I have a Miller Lite or whatever?" And the guy's like, "Sorry, machine doesn't work." And he's sitting there <laughs> finessing City Field in like the greatest way possible, like looking like he's working, but for the next seven and a half innings, has a machine that doesn't work, and nobody's on its way to get it fixed, and he's just sitting there he being like, "Sorry, get help." It. He knows no. he was like, "I'm gonna have to tell Terry about this." I, I don't need. <laughs> Wait till Sam's this. dad hears about this. It's I know. Be Terry. <laughs> yeah, I said Terry. Look at that. Um, but it was a great series. I really had a lot of fun. Um, Brandon, I, I think the scariest part, though, of it was that DeGrom got pulled after six innings on Friday. Um, and I don't know if you have any updates for us. as the, Yeah, as so he seems fine. Now. Apparently, Louis Rojas, before uh, the Mets-Cubs game's on right now, three as we record this, 3-2 Mets, bottom of the eighth. Seth Lugo just batted. I don't know what's going on in this oh game. My I don't God. know why he batted. Anyway, but um, yeah, so DeGrom, they said before the game tonight that DeGrom should make his start tomorrow. Tomorrow, um, He was playing first base like before the game the other day, so like I Weird. think he's fine. Um, it's okay. concerning. So he left with like 
a flexor tendon issue, which is near yes. the elbow, which is yes. obviously always very concerning. But DeGrom was like, I'm not worried. He was like, I always have elbow issues. I'm like, well, that's weird. Uh, yeah, read the room, buddy. Not what you, not what we want to yeah. hear you say. But I mean, the same, I mean, so uh, we mentioned Glass now on the raise. So he has a torn uh, ulnar collateral UCL? Ligament. Yeah, UCL. UCL right? and the flexor thing as well. But I think, I guess his is no, more, way more severe than DeGrom's. Um, but that being said, yeah, I'm definitely worried about about Jake because this, I mean he had the lat issue, had the elbow issue. I mean two like big no no issues, but he just yes. has been able to come back. You know he, he was on the IL for a little bit with the lat issue, but I'm concerned because uh, I mean I mean he's got to make it for, through a few more months, and it's like they, eventually he's going to have to go past 75 pitches because they were kind of pulling him at 75 last yeah. few. Uh, uh, that's pr- uh, that's surprisingly earlier. I guess they're really hoping that he can get to. Uh, get through the end of the season then huh yeah louis that's exactly louis rojas said he's like we need him all year which is true i mean obviously like i'll take him at 75 pitches versus zero pitches and being out for out for a month so yeah i mean especially 75 pitches with Degrom can like in some cases be seven innings yeah. <laughs> pitching too <laughs> if, he's, if he's on it's just uh, amazing because he looked i mean he had perfect game stuff uh in the game you went Dude, I I I I was texting you this. I kind of tricked Miranda a little bit. I was like, "Listen, we'll do, I know you want to go sit down. I totally understand. I also want to sit down. Let's just stand here until Degrom gives up a hit, just in case we witness history." And it's like five innings, a full in an hour, and fifteen minutes later, and he hasn't given up a hit yet. And I'm like, "Sorry, babe, I told you. I don't know what you want." Yeah, from and me. I think it, I think Will Myers hit it into uh, out of the shift, so like he hit it like yes. right where the second base yeah. would normally be. Exactly. Yes, yeah. exactly. But, uh, I mean, I guess it's good because, obviously, they, they pulled him the inning after because of the injury. So, I, the thing is, I don't even know if he c- could throw a perfect game. If, like, tomorrow against the Cubs, if he's perfect through seven and he yeah. is at 80 pitches, like, they're probably not going to push him. They might actually yeah. have to pull him unless Jake is like, no, F off, I'm going to pitch. And, I think they and you, uh, you know what we call that, Brandon. We call that the Madison Bumgarner perfect game. Oh, you the seven remember? inning. That's right. Yeah, the seven innings, like the no hitter. You like? The, I got a bit of a baseball brain today, Brandon. Hey, you're thinking baseball. You played baseball. You're talking baseball now. I batted a thousand today, Brandon. I'm absolutely on fire behind the mic right now. Okay, Wait, did you just get one hit? <laughs> no, no, no. I had two doubles, two singles. Oh, okay. Now, I only heard your your ground rule double. I didn't my single, my, my one of the singles was just like running out like a, a routine ground ball. But uh, like what are you gonna do? Yeah, I'm a legger. Listen, I'm a, I'm a contact guy. I'm the leadoff guy now, Brandon. All right, just, my goal is to get on base. Don't let it go to your head, buddy. Brandon, I, I do got to talk to you about this. You wrote Marlins turning it around on the second bullet well, point, okay. and yeah. uh, I'm still having a little bit of a panic attack about this. Not even a panic attack. It's more of just like um, I, I'm like a terminal patient that's just accepted. There, this is so morbid. The moment I started saying that, <laughs> like a terminal patient that has just accepted the outcome of what's going to happen um, and kind of enjoying the ride while it's here. <laughs> That's a gr- that's your best analogy yet in this podcast. I would say <laughs> the most morbid analogy for the sure. most morbid. But you know what? I like that. That's what this podcast is first and foremost a pop punk goth podcast. Absolutely, Listen, somewhere between. I the mean, two. a little bit, yeah, a little bit more of the of the pop punk podcast. If we go too far back into my past, <laughs> we'll like get dangerously close to a, a lot of pop punk content. But um, yeah, we took a series against the Braves. Brandon won the first two, and then we had a little bit of a. Uh, of a meltdown from Pablo Lopez, which is very uncharacteristic. He got hit around in the first inning and then was just kind of like pitching from behind the rest of it. Um, and we weren't able to really make anything happen, score any runs, but Jazz is back. We'll get into Marte later. Marte was phenomenal. He's like demanding high high money at the center field position, even for a man at his age. Um, and, and the Braves are kind of struggling a little bit, man. So I, the, the division, at least in the middle, is opening up a little bit more than I think we were anticipating. Yeah, it's last funny. Week. Last week, I remember being like, the Mets and Braves are tiptoeing away. And the Braves had mm-hmm. an awful week after I said that. So it was the Bra- I, I cursed the Braves last week. The jinx week. continues, baby. The jinx continues. It continues, yeah. So I, th- I think the Braves lost four consecutive games by a total of four runs, including two extra inning Phillies losses. Ooh. Yeah, after our last pod. Um, yeah, Austin Riley went to a little slump, and then he, he woke up against Pablo and the Fish. He had a homer and three RBIs um, in Sunday's game. But, yeah, I mean, uh, the Braves, same story. Same story. I think uh, before we hopped on the pod, I think they were losing to the Red Sox 7-4, to which is very wow. much a 2021 Braves score. It's so weird. Yeah, just, like, giving up a ton of runs, even though they're able to produce, like, uh, a decent amount themselves. Yeah. Well, do you know what and, inning it was? I guess the Marlins game is probably an hour behind. Yeah, I'm not sure what inning it was. Mets are in top ahead. of the ninth now, so it's got to be later in the... Hour ahead? Yeah. Hour behind? What do you, If I say... If a game starts at 8 and I'm referencing a game that started at 7, is it an hour ahead or an hour behind? 
Like they're an hour ahead in the game, but they're an hour behind from start date. What do you mean an hour ahead? Start time. They can't get any further ahead than than where you are right now. I guess in, I meant I meant like I meant like if the Marlins are in the third inning, they're an hour ahead, so they're probably in the fifth inning, even though the game started an hour behind. Does this make sense? I feel nah, like I'm sounding like it doesn't. Okay, it makes sense in my brain, Brandon. <laughs> okay, so I think gotcha. we'll, we'll, we'll get, okay, cool. you're like, all right, shut up, please. Anything, but <laughs> stop talking. I was like, that's enough. Um, but it was it was a, a turnaround. I was in full panic mode last week. I, uh, Chris uh, was referencing text messages I had sent him. Um, about the Marlins season being completely over, <laughs> it's we don't even need to watch you were anymore. Very doom and gloom last week. I was. I mean, honestly, I took a page out of the Mets fans' books and was just like, "The sky is falling," um, and just trying to trying to justify the fact that I had to watch the re- <laughs> to continue to watch the next like hundred ninety games, whatever we we're at in the season. Yeah, because but I, I, I think Marte coming back and uh, the Marlins have a very, very, very formidable top three in their lineup and three starting pitchers yeah and like and then it's kind of wheels off from there right it, yeah dude we we started braxton garrett twice in the last week i think last week that sounds right um and he's just not good he's he's throwing he's max velocity like really pushing it hitting 92 93 um mm-hmm. and when he doesn't have control over his off-speed stuff he's just getting hit and and he was a first round draft pick i don't know how long ago he's a first round draft pick former first round draft pick um, and just seems like we're not going to be able to get anything for him, and he's not really going to be a major league pitcher, maybe a bullpen pitcher at best. But even then, he's like getting a couple innings of no hit baseball. And honestly, I bet the BABIP is really low because he people are hitting him. They're just he's just somehow getting out of jams. Um, and then yeah, we had a dude Zach Thompson who showed up, and this is like the well. part of, he pitched well. He pitched really well in the Brave series. Um, but this is getting to the point where it's like Brandon. I consider myself uh, probably one of the bigger Marlins fans, like a top five percent top three percent of marlins fans i'm like i don't know where this dude came from <laughs> I have no, we're like i think i think the statistic i heard is that the marlins have used as many starting pitchers this season as we did all of last season already and we wow. had that COVID outbreak like we're we're just like blazing through starting pitchers Corey dickerson's going on the il today i was texting you about that um so you're just, still doom and gloom marlins despite the brian anderson got put on the 60 day il dude like he's not Whoa, coming back any what? second yeah like his shoulder injury got worse um, Sixto still finally moved up to 75 feet and, the, and like not even throwing bullpen sessions yet. Like Edward Cabrera has done a couple of minor league uh, single A starts, but like I don't think he'll be up anytime soon. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's an exciting team to watch as a Marlins fan because there are a couple exciting players to watch that are part of like the development into the future. So we got Jazz, obviously, it's been phenomenal. He had one of the sickest bat flips ever, and it was on my birthday. I was freaking out about it. Did you see that? Did yes, that I did see that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah he hit a bomb right to the right center. I think smashed it. It was yeah, hit it in the upper decks. At, uh, was that at, that was off of? Uh, it was one of the of, one of the Braves pitchers. I don't know. I don't he know, took some of the yard. I should know this. Um, I was too busy uh, hanging with my friends and then trying to watch the Marlins on my phone and, and remain as social as I could while doing that, <laughs> which has been my curse, Brandon. I was at the Mets game on Sunday watching the Marlins game on my phone like an absolute loser. Oh, you're a monster. <laughs> I am. I'm like, I have a podcast. Stop staring at me. <laughs> this is And then the Coke, Coke guy's like, he's watching the Marlins on his phone. I bet he's going to get vegan food too, am I right? Get a load of this guy. I'm going to have to burn him to the ground too at the end of this day. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, I mean, we're, we lost to the, the Cardinals uh, barely last night. We're up on them right now at the bottom of the sixth, 1-0. Trevor Rogers again, just pitching a gem. He's at 75 pitches to the bottom of the sixth, two more outs. Yeah, yeah the Marlins have those pieces. See, the thing is, I think... Couple, I'm gonna have some points of optimism for the Marlins. I feel like Please. I'm always, I'm like your friend who's like, it can get better. Like, <laughs> talk I feel like me off the ledge. Like, talk this terminal man yeah, off the ledge. It's like me as like a Mets fan. I'm like, look, as a Mets fan, we're always winning. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it gets better. I promise. It gets better. Well, talk me Steve off. Steve Cohen say? can buy your team too. <laughs> um, talk me off the ledge. Talk me off the ledge. Anyway, I'm gonna say so. Going to Monday's game, Jazz had an 8.34 OPS. Aguilar had an 8.17, and Marte. 1.010. Wow, that's insane. One. That's a that's a very formidable top three. Is what I was talking about. Um, He's hitting then, over 300. He's hitting well over 300. Marte is. Yeah, I mean, I know he obviously was out for a little bit, but but uh, yeah, he he's crushing it right now. Um, and uh, what I'll say is aside from that is I'll say if you compare the Marlins to other rebuilding teams, you think the Orioles, you think the Tigers, Marlins have a leg up. Marlins already how, have three football pitchers. How fucking dare you put us in the, the Tigers' well, rebuilding, Orioles. rebuilding, oh, rebuilding. Oh, I'm and so offended. No, but I said that you guys are 
ahead of them, ahead of the rebuilding curve. You're looking at rebuilding teams. Marlins are ahead. They're at the peak of the curve. Oh, I, Brandon, it's like you It's like you just slapped my mother in the face. I can't believe you just said that. Um, I said you're – I know okay, what you would mean. Would you not I, categorize them as a rebuilding team? Yes, we're just later in the rebuild than those other teams. I get what you're saying. Uh, MLB power rankings for the Athletic came out this week, and I think they had us at 20th, and I was like, tough but fair, tough but fair. That's yeah, pretty that good. Seems, that seems okay. Um, yeah, we just got ourselves – honestly, if I could change any any history in the entire world, Brandon, it would be that Pirate series that we, we lost three or four yeah. of. Yeah. I wouldn't change World War Two. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I wouldn't change any assassinations of uh, of presidents or uh, you know. Mm-hmm. I would. I would go immediately for the bar. The bar- Not Marlon's even Archduke Franz Ferdinand. No, which famously set off World War One, as we both know. Famously, the Black Hand. We're a history podcast now, Brandon. We've done it. <laughs> oh, We've reverted we've, back. Our first foray into history pod. We really did um, it. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I appreciate you being optimistic. I appreciate you saying nice things. Uh, I interrupted you again. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, to get back on baseball topic, I see a lot, obviously I see a lot of Marlins Twitter now that we're doing this pod, and I know it's big, big time convo right now for them is, should they extend Marte? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, a little spoiler alert for the future of this podcast, but uh, we might be talking about our DeGrama de Week, mm-hmm. um, but... I, I wanted to do the drop there, but I'm like, I'm going to want to edit this podcast so little when I get off this <laughs> Zoom call. I'm going to just want to just throw it up, throw in the intro, the outro, and the Degram of the Week music. I'm not going to do this. Um, but, yeah, he should absolutely be extended. It's uh, Craig Mish came out with a big podcast. I think it was last week, maybe. I don't remember when it was exactly. Um, but he was saying that the Mar- he talked to Marte. Marte wants to stay in Miami and that the Marlins have not contacted him for an extension. And with the way... Uh, contracts go, you need a fair amount of time to be extended. And with the, the late July deadline that they're not, they're unsure if they're going to be able to meet that unless they got started now and put their foot to the pedal. And there's no indications that they've approached him. The thing that scared me the most was him floating Miguel Rojas, who has like a $5 million qualify. I think it's like option. I think it's a team player option. I don't remember the details of it exactly, but he could come back for $5 million next season, which would be phenomenal. We love Miguel Rojas in Miami. Um, but that other teams are, could try to approach him, offer him more money, and then he could decline the option. Um, but I, the thing that scared me the most, I, I, I think is that he had mentioned that Marte, if they give him a qualifying offer and they lowball him and then he signs with another team, the Marlins get a first round draft pick, uh, as compensation and the Marlins love first round draft picks. And I'm worrying that they are prioritizing draft capital over extending players that are good for the city, extending players that are good for the team and in a position of need, Brandon, all we do have a lot of outfield prospects, um, I, I mean, I've heard Blade, I've heard Blade floated at center field, but like, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Like, they're all playing corner outfield, so like, I don't know what our plan is. And he's got to get a lot of money. He's playing out of his mind right now, and I know he's a little older, uh, and it's scary to give like early to mid thirties uh, outfielders a lot of money. But like, what are you going to do? You got to show the fan base you care. And there's a lot of pessimistic Marlins fans on Twitter, and I really, really hate a lot of the dialogue around the 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 worst of the worst on Marlins Twitter. There's a lot of like just uh, sky is falling incredibly pessimistic. They, the organization can do nothing right kind of guys. And I, and I hate that attitude. Um, but they're right about one thing. And that's like the Marlins just absolutely need to resign Starling Marte. I don't think they should, man. I really don't. I think, Whoa, I, I think I our think, first, de- our first disagreement in podcast I really history. I don't think they should. So I think that the Marlins fans are so like, like I feel like I don't want to speak for you all, but like, obviously I think fish fans are kind of scared because, like, they, I've seen Marte's not yell at your Stanton because he's he's a bit older than them. Mm-hmm. But I think you all are scared to lose these players. But I think Marte is one that you should lose because the long term, it's not going to be good for you guys. Are you considering that like he's going to just uh, he's going to just de- de- degrade so, in quality as the as the contract? Goes so it on? checks out. So I went on Baseball Reference. Oh, and they I love do, this. You're like me the, when I was I was trying to argue that the Mets were actually bad. <laughs> 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 um, so I, they do the thing that's like most similar player, and they assign a bunch of points to someone. Oh, and the most simil- similar player to Starling Marte by a lot was Lorenzo Kane. Now Lorenzo Kane, okay, great ball player, was great fantastic guy. on the Royals. Signed with the Brewers before the 2019 season. Mm-hmm. Um, same exact age that Marte will sign his next deal. 32, 33, 33. Okay, same exact age. So in his three years with Milwaukee, so. His his OBP has never been greater than three twenty five. I mean, yeah, he is peaking he won, right now. I completely he agree. won a Gold Glove in twenty nineteen. In left field, 
Or is he uh, in center field then? No, he was playing center that year. Okay. So uh, defensively, he was good. But mm-hmm. then still, OBP, 325, played 147 games. So he played like pretty much a full year. Yeah. Um, his OPS has never been greater than 697 on the Brewers. So he only played five games in 2020, so I'm not counting that year. Oh, we're, talk- we're talking Lorenzo Cain here. Lorenzo Cain. Oh, Lorenzo Cain. oh, oh, okay. I thought you were saying So I'm saying if he's the most similar player, according to baseball reference, you have to expect – obviously, every player is different. Every, uh, every player trains differently. But you have to expect that there's going to be some decline. I don't know if it's going to be worth it and it's going to align with the Marlins' time <sighs> period for, for – I get what you're saying. The thing is, though, that I think that optimistically Marlins fans are like – Next season is the se- like this next off season is when we spend money. This next off season is when we have Hayes. I mean, Jesus has uh, been playing in this game. And I think he's zero for three so far. But come on, I'm not ready for Marlon's Twitter to already turn their back on Jesus Sanchez. So help me God. Um, we have Jazz. We have Bladé coming up. What? Ooh. Oh, a live reaction. What we happened? have a live reaction here. Okay, so top of the ninth. Okay. Three two Mets. Jake okay. Merzik, former Met, is on first base. One out. Okay. Um, I don't know who who just hit that. Um, but someone hit a double, and Jake Merzik tried to score. Mm. Um, Pilar, Outfield assist? Uh, what did you say? Outfield assist? Outfield assist. Pilar, I think uh, – here, let's say they're re- – re- oh, Eric Sogard, the anti-vaxxer, hit a double. <laughs> I hate that guy. Um, yeah, so he, he got a nice double to the right field gap. Pilar cuts it off. He throws to – ooh, to Guillaume. Guillaume throws a bullet. To McCann, wow. I can't bounce, but to McCann, nailed former Met Jake Marisnik. Two outs, Sogard's on second. Let's see if Lugo, Lugo can close it out. Dude, that's huge. That, uh, that's one of our first, like, actually emotional live reactions on the pod. It's normally me just, like, shaking my head in silence as the Marlins blow a lead or something. But <laughs> <laughs> this is much better. This is much better. I'm happy for you, Brandon. I'm not happy for the Mets, but I'm happy yeah, for you. Yeah, well, they're not out of the woods yet. So Jason Hayward and his 150 batting average, also an anti-vaxxer. God, um, these Cubs, Dude, the Cubs, man. man. Sogard, Sogard, Hayward, Rizzo, anti-vax, and their That's owners. That's so guard. What do you think of that one, Brandon? Where's that? That's so guard. What do you think That's of that? So guard. No, we can. We can talk about it. We can figure it out. Um, Brandon, you know who ha- has had a lot of outfield assists? Starling Marte, two outfield assists this uh, this week alone, my friend. So I know. Right. I think he's fifth in outfield assists in the National League. Is that right? The man's got a gun. The man's got a gun. All right, Brandon, we're moving on. We got to move on. We're 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 on a, a bit of a time crunch today. Oh, yeah, I got twenty minutes before you have twenty minutes before you have to <laughs> shred. Wait, what's the song of the week? Uh, Learn to fly by the Foo Fighters. <laughs> oh, that's pretty great. <laughs> Who are great. coincidentally actually playing in L.A. right now in a small club venue before their Madison Square Garden uh, show. Wow, dude. Fun that's fact. That's insane. That's insane. Um, anyways, Phillies crushed the Yankees, dude. Like, I remember looking yeah. up at the scoreboard and being like, with the exception of the Toronto-Boston game, I think Toronto scored 18 runs against Boston. Did you see that? They hit like eight home runs in oh, one yes, game. Oh, yes. I did see that. Yeah. I think insane. they hit the most home runs a Blue Jays team's ever hit in a game. Or no, Absolutely no, 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 no. It was the most Absolutely home runs ever hit by an away team at Fenway Park in a game. So wild. So yeah. wild. Um, but yeah, the Phillies crushed the Yankees. Nola throws seven and two-thirds shutout innings. Only allowed three hits. Had nine strikeouts in a 7-0. Phillies win. Brandon, uh, I know we talk about this anytime we talk about the Phillies, but uh, that's Nola is insane. Nola is insane. I think he's yeah, just, I know uh, he struggled, but he had like Wheeler a two both. point something ERA, then it, it bounced up to four point something. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, he was getting back on track. I think they were saying he had more command of his fastball. Um, but yeah, I mean he's he's a premier pitcher. Him and Wheeler like just carrying that Phillies pitching. But I mean. Both two of the top pitchers in, in the majors, honestly. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and Wheeler had an insane um, – when was this last month? May. Sorry, jeez. My brain is – I don't have a bad brain, Brandon. I'm just still – I guess my adrenaline has calmed down a little bit, but I'm still uh-huh. running hot, man. You're I asleep right now. Your eyes okay? are closed and you're speaking. You know what actually is happening is I have not eaten since like 1 p.m. my time. So I'm, I'm going on like hour nine of having not eaten because I got home and I was like, I got to leave kind of early for this. Had to squeeze in a couple Call of Duty Warzone games. Uh, and before naturally. I knew it, I had to run and then I was – I. The game went long, and anyways, anyways, um, this is the Phillies' first time above 500 since May 20th, Brandon, and they went six and two against the Nats, Braves, and Yankees. Two of those obviously being a little bit more important than the third, but still, what an insane run by the by the Phillies! So I far, know they, they scare as a, as a fan of the first place Mets team, they do scare me. They're the one team that I'm like, uh, I'm kind of worried when when we. I don't think we play them for a little bit, but like uh, they do. They do worry me more so than other teams. And obviously, I still predict that 
they will get another starting pitcher to to yeah. round out the dude. I just top thought of something. What if they get well, Scherzer? I don't know if the Nationals would ever do that, but like, I don't think they'd do that. I think the Phillies would have to to drop some serious prospects for that. But uh, I feel like they could news. get like a Sunny Gray, maybe. Oh, okay, like all that. right. I know um, Scherzer. They've been floating already. Scherzer being on the market. He he left with an injury. I know. I don't know if he's going to go to the IL. Oh, true. And Strasburg's been kind of getting out too, right? Strasburg. Yeah, he's on the IL as stuff. well. Yeah. Wow. They so. can't catch a break right now. They sound like the Marlins. Am I right, dude? Hey, what, what are they, the Marlins? <laughs> Phillies at five hundred right now. Uh, four games behind the Mets in second place. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, God, I hate looking at these standings. They're seven and three in the last ten. Um, they're hitting, which is really important because we knew that they had the good top of the rotation, like we've always talked about. But you got to hit. Tell me a little bit about Brandon. Two of your favorite players. On uh, okay. So well, I, Odubel Herrera is not one of my favorite <laughs> players whatsoever. <laughs> but, you gotta um, let me host. I'm sorry, Brandon. <laughs> your two favorite players. <laughs> but yeah, I think he has a, a three. Uh, his his uh, um, slash line is 330, 375, 88 with 13 runs scored over his last 12 games. Um, wow. And Segura, who uh, Andrew McCutcheon called the Steph Curry of Major League Baseball. Which, how do you feel about that? The Steph Curry of Major League Baseball. I think so. The Steph Curry of Major League Baseball has to has to change, like fundamentally, like do something that that drastically changes the way the league, like not only constructs teams, but like like when Steph Curry started shooting threes deep, everybody wanted a guy that could shoot threes deep, and everybody started to like <laughs> he came on at the perfect time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Let me think about that one. Let me think about it. you. Yes, have any I don't know. What, I don't know what his justification was for that. But anyway, so wait, who he's said got this? A, McCutcheon said that about Segura. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. That's fine. Whatever, dude. Gas up your own teammates. That's fine. <laughs> oh, uh, but a heartbreaking moment. Yeah. It's uh, like eight things could have been assigned to that noise. I, I didn't know what the <laughs> hell happened. <laughs> yeah. It was a two-two count on Jason. Uh, Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, and did not call a strike. Full count on him. Two outs, top of the ninth. Sogard's on second, talking about anti-vax with VR, and VR's like, what? Um. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> VR, uh, I told you about the new VR curse, right, on the Marlins? Oh, he walked oh my God. first Brandon, and second two outs. Sorry. These noises are so, are too ambiguous. People don't know what you're doing. You apologize. might be pulling a tubin. Are you pulling a tubin, dude? Tubin. <laughs> Tubin's back on CNN, baby. Dude, Tubin, yeah. Tubin just took a little bit of a hiatus. Now he's back, baby. Did you see the CNN host that like just like said, so you got caught masturbating on a Zoom. <laughs> then you lost your job of 30 years, and now you're back. Did I get everything right? And he goes, mm, that's correct. Oh, my God. No, I have not seen that. I need to watch that clip immediately. Yeah, that's kudos so to her funny. for just roasting him to his just stupid face. Saying it like it is. Um, but, Brandon, what are we talking about? We already. I feel like we already talked about Marte. What, I was going to oh, say yes. something. What was I saying before this, though? We were well, talking yeah, we were about, talking about VR, and- The VR curse. No, the VR yes. curse. Sorry, I'm, I am just bulldozing you a lot today. My apologies. No, um, no, no, not at all. Um, the VR curse, VR, I know I told both you and Chris multiple times after you signed him to, like, have fun having him get picked off at first. And I think the Mar- I, Marlins have to be leading the league in, like, uh, pick out outs. Pick out outs? Pick off outs? Pick off outs. Like, uh, I mean, that's how Miguel Rojas broke his finger, was getting picked off at first. Isan Diaz, it feels like it happens every other game. Like, I know when it happens to you, it feels like it's happening all the time. But, like... Just absolutely bonkers, dude. It's an insane thing. Corey Dickerson did it. Like, what are you doing? That seems like such fundamental, easy elementary baseball. Oh, anyways, I had to get that off my chest. Um, I think Jonathan Vier. Oh, so you think it's a Jonathan Vier curse? Is it's that the, the curse because I said it, Brandon. We have a lot he, of curses and jinxes on this podcast. He's made a I, couple boneheaded plays, but I I don't know if Chris tells you this. I love VR. Going to be honest. No, he's been fine on the Mets. Don't get me wrong. He's been great on the Mets. But I'm saying, like, as like my big warning to you when he was coming over was that he was going to be uh, was he going to be getting picked off at first and third all the time. And I think the Marlins picked him off at third once um, so in this season. But yeah, for the most part, he's uh, he's been okay. he's been good for y'all. You've been enjoying Mr. VR. I love VR, but not as much as Andrew McCutcheon loves Gene Segura. <laughs> Oh my God, dude! That's so but yeah, funny. so Segura's uh, slash line is three thirty nine, three eighty nine, four seventy five. Just absolutely crushing it, honestly. And uh, he really is though, like a, uh, I think an unsung player in the NL, and that also allows the Phillies to like lengthen that lineup. If it's a Dubal Segura, uh, and then McCutcheon and Harper and Hoskins bomb, like that's yeah. like a that's a stacked lineup. Real that Muto, really 
Like, I was. Uh, I forgot to tell you this. I was walking home from the baseball game today, and there's some Phillies fans talking about the Phillies, and I just couldn't. I couldn't stop and talk to them. But they were like, "The Phillies are a 500 team," and I couldn't tell if they were talking about like literally right now the Phillies are a 500 mm-hmm. team, or if they were saying like the Phillies have like the capability of. Like, well, okay, Brandon, just it's, tell us what happened. I saw the fist bump. We want live updates at this point. Anyway, the the guy who's filling in at shortstop for the Cubs, Alcantara or Alcantara. Okay. I don't know if he's any relation to the Marlins. He's not. Uh, Strikes out. Uh, so Mets win, baby. Mets wow. win. Congratulations. I, the Marlins now, uh, Rodgers gave up one run, and now Lewis Brinson is pinch hitting for him. Another thing I hate about Marlins Twitter, Marlins Twitter hates Lewis Brinson. Like, it's uh, something I've noticed about on this podcast is that you and I don't, like, I like I want to vent about Isan Diaz, and I'm like, this is a, a real-life guy that, like, is trying hard, and I don't know. like, he's Yeah, hitting, I think yeah. We, on, we only make fun of Republican baseball players, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Patrick Corbin, suck on X. We don't care. <laughs> suck it, Corbin. We didn't forget about you. Uh, and you, Eric, so gar. That was bad. So I can't believe I went gar. back to it. <laughs> um, all right. We pretty much did DeGrom of the Week, Brandon. Do we even need to do it as a segment? Hey, it's we- Marte, okay? Marte's having a great time uh, in the Marlins. And in Sam's eyes, hopefully they'll resign him. In my eyes, look away. We have 10 minutes, Brandon. And and we have we have DeGrom of the Week, 60-second stories, feast or famine, upcoming st- uh, a series, podcast review from your friend Peter, and then an outro. What do we cut? What do we do? You know, baby, I hate 60-second stories, but I also get you got to give the people what they want, and I'm not entirely sure what they want in this situation. Okay, so 60-second stories. I got one for you. You okay, ready? Ready, and uh, hold on. Ready, and uh, give me one more second. Ready, and <laughs> we're, we're so close, Brandon. Ready, and go. Anyway, so I don't know if I, I don't think I've told this on, on the pod before, but I think I've told you, so... Um, that movie in the heights came out which made me think of the movie rent um or the play rent um and i uh, went to a lot of marlins games a lot of marlins mets games one time my dad and i sat next to um uh, a nice guy who was talking us up and his buddy who did a baseball podcast where they went to every stadium and reviewed every stadium the guy next to him i recognized because it's the actor anthony rapp oh you know anthony rapp no <laughs> famous from famous from rent uh also famous for days and confused he plays like the the bl- he's like the blonde guy with glasses he's also in okay. school ties as an anti-semitic guy uh, okay. and uh, and Runs but most famously he's known for blowing the whistle on kevin spacey being a pedophile oh no which way. was a couple years later um he didn't say too much too many words to us all i remember is like they said Minneapolis, like the twins, uh, have a very nice stadium. And my dad's like Minneapolis. That's your time, kinda, Brandon. That's your time. He kind of scoffed at Minneapolis. My dad kind of scoffed at Minneapolis, and then Anthony Rapp goes, "It's a very progressive city." And that's about <laughs> all that we heard from him. That's very funny. That's very funny, Brandon. Um, I'm. Tr- I don't think I've ever. Oh, I saw C. Buscemi at a at a restaurant in Brooklyn once. He was eating at a restaurant in Brooklyn when we went in. So that's probably my biggest celebrity sighting. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's very New York sighting. I saw Tommy Lee Jones as a very young kid, like a boy, like a small child, and he refused to talk to any of the adults but would, like, shake the hands of the children and then, like, entertain them for 10 seconds. Tommy Lee Jones hit on my mom in, in the 80s. Okay, brag. At much. a Macy's. God, wow. One time, I, the the drummer of my band in high school's mom came home from the gym and was like, Bruce Springsteen just flirted with me. <laughs> I was like, "That's why are you telling a bunch of seventeen-year-olds Bruce Springsteen just got horny for you at the gym?" Okay, leave me alone. What was our thing? What was our thing with Glory Days last week? Oh, instead of Glory Holes. Ah, yes. Oh God, we can't. No, we got to stay as far away from that topic as possible. God forbid we uh, we we awaken that beast. Brandon, my sixty-second stories. I opened with it. I feel like I opened with my sixty-second stories. We have nine minutes. We're we're blazing through this. Um, Feast or famine, Brandon? Why don't you give us your feast of the week? I'm gonna say feast. One, Mr. Edwin Diaz. That's right. I said it. I hope I'm not cursing him. This but uh, yesterday, so he did not great. close today. I don't know why. Hopefully, he's not injured. I think they probably were just giving him a rest. But struck out the side against the Cubs, against, uh, uh, I think it was Contreras and Rizzo and, and um, uh, what's his, what's the pretty, and Bryant, I think. Ah, yeah. So uh, he's looking great this year. He's an all-star. I'm going to say it. Listen, I think that's a, that's a bold statement. I haven't looked at the statistics at all, but based on reputation alone, <laughs> All-Star seems Listen, like a I don't not get scared when he comes in, but he's Apparently got the Trump he in music. Anymore. He came in when uh he came in when we were at the game. He closed out Friday's game. Um, I know. Good doing he's it. pitching well. Brandon, give us your famine. Uh my famine is All-Star game voting. Dansby's mm-hmm. currently beating out Jazz. Um, I know he's being out of jazz and it just see I don't know. I it's it's weird to me how like the the pitchers don't 
get voted for by fans. I think eliminate fan voting. I'm sorry, fans. We don't know. We don't know what we're talking about here. Let the players pick. The players know. They see it on the field. Uh, yeah. That's, That's yeah. Listen, I can't agree with you more. Obviously, the Marlins are getting shorted here. Everybody on Marlins Twitter is begging people to to start voting. I have not voted yet, but I'll cast my votes tonight. People, please don't come at me. Oh my god. <laughs> um, my feast of the week, Brandon, is Jesus Sanchez finally got called up for the Marlins. Let's go. That's exciting. Um, and my famine of the week is Jesus Sanchez, who's going. I think he's zero for three on his uh, his first game called up for the Marlins. So let's go. I'm really ready for the inevitable, like, just knee-jerk reaction to um, uh, to Jesus Sanchez having, like, a bad first game and everybody's going to be like, oh, ship is sailed. This guy sucks. We have no ability to to produce offensive players from our system. Oh, um, you think it's the Isan the Diaz syndrome? It's the Isan Diaz syndrome. I mean, Isan Diaz hit a, hit a uh, home run. I almost cursed, but I stopped myself off of uh, DeGrom in the first week. Um, or the first at bat or first game, whatever. I'm I'm butchering the sentence. First game of his uh of his career. Uh, but I mean, like Jazz was hitting sub 200 last year. Like for like, let the players breathe a little bit. Let them get used to major league competition. It's we knew he needed to be called up. He was outperforming minor league standards. So yeah, like I'm I think I'm all for it. I'm sorry, I I I missed the last end of what you just said. You I honestly it just no Jesus Sanchez. Ooh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, Jesus Sanchez rookie card from Miranda for my birthday present, pretty good. That's right? amazing. Look at all this fish gear you're Dude, getting. Dude, she went all out. I got a jazz card, a, a Jesus Sanchez card. Um, I got that uh, Jeff McNeil bobblehead. I gave it to Chris Rowland, our good friend, as a as a little thank you gift. Um, <laughs> for I don't know what. That's but. fine. No. Oh, ooh, oh, the Marlins pin bites us in the butt. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm um, just kidding. <laughs> I will say it is, Brandon, and I, uh, I, we did get two. So uh, if I, I guess no, I'm No, no, no. Keep, keep your McNeil bobblehead, but all I'm saying is when I get my Starling Marte bobblehead, <laughs> it's going up on my dresser. <laughs> uh, we did. I, they did announce a Sandy Alcantara or Alcantara uh, bobblehead today, so I thought about does purchasing it. Does it say the pronunciation in parentheses next it to it? It doesn't, no, but it does call him the Sandman, but it was also going for 50 bucks. Hard so to shame. Man, huh? Oh, just oh, shed, man. Hold it all. Oh, pee in your pants is the coolest. <laughs> Consider me of, Miles Davis. I, uh, <laughs> just quoting Billy Madison here. Like a bunch I, uh, of- speaking of which, I uh, during one of the presentations, like uh, a lot of the the trial lawyers that are that are at our firm are in their mid thirties, and one of them played a Billy Madison clip, and I'm the oldest of the paralegals, and I was like. This is like I was three when this came out, and I'm the oldest one in this room right now. So, like Billy <laughs> Madison falling on deaf ears with the Zoomers, Brandon. They hate it. Um, how does it? How does it feel that you can say the firm now? Mm, so good. I feel so. I, it's already. Going Have you in my seen head. Tom Cruise tell. in the I firm? I haven't seen Tom Cruise in the firm now. Right. It's. A, it's a, I think I need to blast through all the lawyer movies now, though. I'm. I and I got a recommendation on a on a baseball movie television show screwball i think it's a i think it's a netflix documentary but i'm like putting the kibosh and putting the brakes on all baseball related uh video content so that we have something to talk about in the off season <laughs> brilliant uh, yeah we're only gonna talk about movies probably probably a movie podcast we're about to go from a, ma- a math pod to a movie pod you ready for these series baby give them to me let's hear them. upcoming series. series phillies are in los angles right here right down the street i hope they kick their ass hope the yeah. dodgers kick their ass yeah. then they're gonna go up to san francisco so a tough trip for the phillies after being at yankee stadium um nationals are playing the pirates and they're playing the mets at city field marlins are in st louis and then they're gonna go to chicago to play the anti-vax tough. cubs um as we established mets are playing the cubs right now then they're playing the nats braves are in fenway and then they're gonna or no, excuse me, Braves are playing the Red Sox, I believe, at home, and then they're going to play the Cardinals at home as well. What's your most exciting series? So my most exciting series is, and people are going to be very surprised by this, but I want to know if the national season is dead or not, and I want to see if they if they pull a Marlins and lose three of four, two of three to the Pirates, then I think it's safe to write them off. Um, other than that, though, I think there's a really good series in the Braves and Cardinals, two teams. Well, I guess the Braves didn't come out hot, but the Cardinals came out hot and have cooled down, lost Flaherty for a while, um, coming off a series against the Marlins, so they'll be battling the NLE so I uh I, I just this Braves team is a uh, this Braves team uh, it's really uh it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a sight to be seen Brandon yeah yeah I agree and I also and I think that the Phillies playing the Dodgers of the Giants oh I think the Phillies everybody's just turning their podcast off now as, as their voices slowly get higher until it's a dog whistle <laughs> and dogs just come storming in the room yeah I think the Phillies uh NL or uh, yeah NL West um uh, road trip is going to be very interesting. It already was last night. 
yes, it was definitely. Uh, I anything with the Giants games, I, I'm very interested by. I want to know if this team's real or not. Brandon, before we go, I want to hear from your friend Peter. I heard he let us uh, left us a nice review about the podcast. Yeah, we, so we Peter, read all five star uh, reviews on our podcast. My good uh, friend Peter texted me. He's a big uh, Tampa Bay Rays fan. I'm sure he's reeling with the news of Glasnow being down for quite mm. some time. But he said, "Nice basketball pod." I think he meant baseball, and it changed <laughs> it. And he says, "For real though, I dig baseball podcast, and you guys are good." Wow. Is it also hot take that only baseball people that only dumb people don't like baseball, which is what I said last week when uh-huh. I was on a rant. Yeah. yeah. But he, but then I explained myself and I said that people that only like football are dumb. Then he said simple way to get with the times for baseball podcasts, figure out how to use WRC plus, OPS plus <laughs> and WOBA to compare players instead of average and ERA. Maybe that's just me as a Rays fan, and I told him to fuck off. Yeah, we're not a math pod, we're not baby. A math pod. We know we know what WOBA uh, is pronounced as, and that's about as far as our understanding of it goes. Woba. I know plus stuff. I know plus where a hundred is average, seventy five is bad, one twenty five is good. That's about as far as my understanding of that statistic goes. So don't ask me anything more. Um, <laughs> well, all right, Brandon. I think we reached the end of our pod. Well, like I said, I know we rushed the end of this one a little bit, but we had some conflict of interest. Maybe um, and. and Email us at I always start emails with the at sign. That's not how it works, Sam. Email us nlfeastpod at gmail.com and let us know if you think that it would be comfortable for all of us involved if we uh, record it on Mondays. Might be a little bit easier for us, Brandon. Hey, we're you guys are catching a reschedule right here. Yeah, I think we should release on Wednesdays, record on Mondays. We did it once last or Tuesdays. We have to bump it up a day. Yeah, I guess then you would just get more content sooner. Uh, Billy the Marxist, let us know on Twitter what you think. Should we? <laughs> you said Wednesdays were, uh, were a good day for you. Let us know what Tuesdays do. Um, and Brandon, uh, Brando, at Brando Grosso on Twitter. I'm at SlimProTV, two M's on Twitter, um, at NL Feast for our podcast. Brandon, anything before we get out of here? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.